Hello, friends, and welcome to I'm Lost, the number one business professional podcast, hosted by your favorite, the business buddies. I'm Jeffrey Vu. And I'm Ashwin Tripathi. Two fellow students lost on the journey to get rich quick. Welcome to our student podcast for career advice, where we dissect the careers and experiences of business professionals, giving you guys the opportunity to learn and grow professionally alongside us. Welcome, everybody, to I'm Lost. This is episode number one. We actually have a really, really special guest, Miss Tiffany Yu. Welcome to the show. Thank you for thank you for taking your time out and uh, spending it with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jeff and Ashwin. Yeah, of course. I guess we'll just uh, just just hop into it. Um, do you want to just maybe give like a little elevator pitch or just like a little blurb of who you are? Wow, so professional. Oh my gosh! Yeah, on the spot. Okay. On the spot. Um, so hi, my name is Tiffany Yu, and I'm a recent graduate from UCI. And my major there was business information management. So that's a major that's half in the business school and half in the computer science school. So that's what kind of got me interested in both technology as well as the business side. Um, throughout like most of my internships, I was exposed to like finance and technology, but I realized I wanted to be more on the finance business side, but still implement different technologies. So that's kind of where my internships led me to my full-time position. So I'll be working in finance and business operations at Facebook. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Do you want to touch on a little bit about how you kind of got involved with business and technology and how you wanted to integrate the two, whether it started in high school or in college? Yeah, definitely. So actually in my senior year of high school, um, I took an AP computer science class and that was my, I took it starting my first semester. And I actually did like absolutely terribly in that class. Like I was getting like consistent Fs on my test. So I was like, oh my gosh, like I put down like this business and like computer science major for my college applications, but I'm screwed. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. But um, I ended up like continuing throughout the AP comp sci class, um, got a tutor, so got some help. And then I ended up getting a five on the test. So then um, going into college, my major involved some programming classes. So then um, I got exposed to further classes in Python. And that's kind of what got me exposed the technology side but the business side was more exposed through some of my management classes so I learned about accounting in my first year taking both like financial accounting and managerial accounting um, it exposed me kind of to like the number side but I knew that wasn't exactly what I wanted to do so that's kind of where I went into like the finance realm so that's how I kind of got exposed to both and with my first internship which was after my second year that's where I got kind of lucky and got exposed to both finance and technology at the same time by doing one of my projects. So you said that uh, you came in wanting that both business and technology uh, experience and you said you got that through your internships. Do you think that it's tough to do both? Because I know a lot of people, especially my friends, want to go into something that relates to both business and technology. And Do you have any advice for someone who is considering uh, joining the two in their major or in work experience? Yeah, definitely. I think I was very lucky because the major I chose for UC Irvine and got admitted for um, is interdisciplinary between the two schools. So I had like no like major restrictions and I was able to take all those classes. So I definitely think that was a privilege that I think not everyone gets because I know some classes are restricted at other colleges. But I would just say definitely like go out there, like try it out because um, if you don't try it, like you'll never know. You might have this idea of like, oh, like that sounds so 
cool like buzzwords like technology like business is like so cool but until you try it, you won't know what you like for yourself so um with regards to that definitely like try it out within your classes but also like if you're not able to get those classes say in college or even in high school if you're taking it through like community college or at your high school there's like a ton of resources online um like i think even like khan academy and there's different like coding websites if you want to learn more about technology um but business wise i think it's really cool to listen to like different like business podcasts or like watch like the news and stuff like that just to get exposed to what's going on so when you took your first business class and you did mention that it was accounting um you mentioned that you actually that was like the first introduction into business and that's when you wanted to kind of integrate both business and technology what about accounting did you actually like because um for me i hate accounting and actually that was one of the first classes i took too and i hated it but some of the other management classes um actually did appeal to me and so that's why i kind of wanted to keep taking it uh, towards the business field, but not in accounting specifically. So what kind of drove you towards the more technology versus um, accounting? And what did you like about it, I guess? Yeah, I guess I agree with you. Like, I honestly wasn't like a huge fan of accounting because the first accounting class was like financial accounting. And I honestly found it really boring. And my professor just like wasn't that engaging. And I just didn't like really click with it. But I had to take the second accounting class, which was managerial accounting. Um, and I had an amazing professor. Her name was Professor Shanta Kumar. And um, she, her background is from like Stanford and Harvard and Berkeley. And she has like double degrees and like masters and stuff. So she was just like super awesome. Like I took her for an 8 a.m. class which is like really early but I was like super engaged like I was like super competitive like during Kahoot and stuff but I think it was mainly like her as a professor itself that got me really interested in the business school because my first business class like wasn't that interesting I think she's the one who gave me exposure and then in my second year I like also had some like pretty good professors so I think it was the education that I got from like different engaging professors you know it's good that you came in like in your freshman year, knowing that that's something you want to do. Cause I feel like in business, one of the most important things are internships, but also like the clubs or orgs that you join on campus. Cause not only do they give you like a good connection and good people to talk to, hang out with, but I feel like they also give you a lot of professional help. Did you like end up joining anything at college that kind of, you know, helped you along with your professionalism or push you into the direction that you wanted to go in professionally? Yeah, so like initially, I think first year and second year, I wasn't like super involved. But I did know I had to get an internship just because of my dad. He was like, you need to apply for internships. And I was doing like other like part time jobs like babysitting or like working at like Kumon, which is like tutoring. But um, he's the one who encouraged me to apply. But I think the community that really fostered like professionalism and like striving for like more experiences was um, a professional business fraternity called Alpha Kappa Psi. So that's an organization that both me and Jeff are in. And um, they really like support um, like people exploring like different fields, whether that's like connecting with alumni or just talking with like other members and finding out what their experiences were in and just also helping like developing like public speaking skills as well as like working on your resume or cover letter. So there was a lot of resources there that really pushed me, but it was not just like the professionalism, but also like kind of like the support and even like the friendships. Everyone has like that same driven mindset. So that's what kind of like encouraged me to keep going. Right. Also, shout out to Ashwin, too, because he's also <laughs> a brother at the UCLA chapter. But AKSI is something that we did talk about in our episode zero, where we kind of discuss what they've uh, what AKSI has done for us. And definitely it's been it's brought a huge community and a lot of support for kind of business and what we strive for later on in the future. How much of the things that did you learn from Alpha Kappa Psi do you think translated into, you know, being able to work in the in the real world and 
actually get that full-time job. Yeah, I think like, just like some of the experiences that you have with fellow brothers, like within the frat, you know, like working on like teamwork, like project management, and just having those experiences, like are not only things that you can reference to during like an interview for say, like for like a behavioral interview, but it's also just having those experiences with working with groups of like very different people who come with different mindsets. It makes you like more open and prepared for working in like the real world, like per se. So like just having like those experiences of like, working with teams, like working towards like a, like a certain goal and like being able to like quickly like adjust and completely successfully do a project is just kind of like in general, like how you can translate that to the workplace. In your, in your chapter, was there anyone who, um, who kind of went down the same career path that you wanted to go? Is there someone that you kind of like looked up to in specific? Um, not, maybe not like the exact same career path, but I think there were people that I like talked to, to help define my career path. So I talked to this one alumni and she had graduated like maybe like over like 10 years ago, I would say, or I'm not sure the exact amount of years, but, um, she like had a background in tech consulting, which was something that I was previously like interested in pursuing. And, um, she also did like product management, which was like another thing I wasn't interested in. So, and she also got like her MBA at Columbia. So I was like, oh wow, like these are all three like major goals that I would potentially want to do so I talked with her I like hopped on a call um she really like just broke it down like here's like the base of like what I did in each job here's what I liked here's what I didn't like um and here's how I did it and here's some advice if you like were to pursue the same thing so I think having that advice because I was pretty indecisive during my senior year like looking for a full-time um it really helped me narrow down what I wanted to do and then once I got full-time offers too she also helped me like see like the pros and cons of each I actually wanted to touch base on your your first year of college. I know you mentioned that you had your first internship after your second year. So what was your kind of mindset after your first year in college? Because I know that a lot of first years will look for internships, even though it's a little bit more difficult because it's more competitive. Um, and a lot of people do it are able to get that internship after the second year. But what was your kind of mindset um, after your first year and whether you knew whether um, you needed to get an internship or um, what were your plans for the future? Yeah, I would say so like throughout my first year, my dad kind of like emphasized, not emphasized, he like kind of like nudged saying like, oh, like you should apply for internship, like you should get internships. And I was like, oh, like, okay, whatever, like I'll do it. Like I had like a resume, but it wasn't like the best resume. And like I had gotten a job at Kumon during my winter quarter of my first year. So I was like, oh, like I already have a job. And then that summer after my first year, I also worked part time at, um, I believe it was. I can't remember exactly, but I think I was either working at like a preschool, kind of like an in-home preschool or working at a frozen yogurt shop. I'm pretty sure it was just the, the preschool. I can't remember. It's too long ago, but yeah, I had these like two jobs. I was pretty much working like almost like full-time hours, like almost 40 hours, I would say. But, um, I felt like I was busy enough. Like I was making money. So it wasn't honestly a huge priority for me. I think even though my dad encouraged it, like it wasn't my top priority at the time. Honestly, like after your first, your first year internships and getting your internship is very, very important. But what you did too, spending your time, like working and, and getting experience out in the real world, I think is still very valuable. And as like a first year, you really want just stuff on your resume, right? To fill up on your resume. And so having those experiences is you're able to like fill out um, your resume and then you're going to be able to apply to like actual companies where they want to see, you know, one or two years of experience, whether that be in like the specific industry or like just a restaurant job. Personally, I think restaurant jobs teach you so, so much because there's discipline, whether you're talking to like customers that are very, very angry and you have to deal with them and you have to, you know, control your, 
your emotions and everything. Um, but also just, you know, like working in a team together. When you're working at a restaurant, everyone has their own part. Everyone has to do their own thing. Um, and I think it really does foster that in the restaurant thing. That is a side blurb, not a part about this, but interesting. <laughs> interesting. No, yeah, um, in, case, in case you guys didn't know, Jeff, uh, he worked at a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it, yeah. but I also loved it at the same time. I really, really did yeah. hate it, but I loved it. Yeah, I feel you. Like, I, I definitely agree. Like, I think, yes, it is very nice to have an internship and it will set you on like a great path. But if you don't have one, it's not the end of the world either. I think just like keeping yourself busy, whether that's doing personal projects or like working or volunteering, it's just to show that you're doing something, not just like to having like a typical lazy summer. Like, yes, it's nice to relax and like just have do fun things, but you can also use your time to do other things simultaneously. True. So, you, yeah, you were talking about how, like, after your first year, it wasn't, like, a traditional, you know, business sort of internship, right? When did that, like, switch happen to you? Because I think Jeff and I were talking about it, but we came into school not really knowing, like, what's the difference between all these business fields or tech fields. We, we were, like, completely lost, you know? So when did that switch happen for you? And when did you start to learn about the different industries and see, oh, maybe this is something I might be interested in, in specific? Yeah, I think so. I guess one thing that I did starting for my first year is I went to, I think, almost every single career fair. And it wasn't like because I was like, oh, I have to get an internship, but it was kind of just to like build that practice of talking to professionals, like presenting myself and just seeing what types of jobs are out there. Because it is like a really easy setting. It's like in like either like a student center or somewhere on campus. Honestly, I wore like black jeans, I think, and like a button up because I didn't have slacks my first year. Um, and just talking to different people. And I was like, oh, cool. Like there's this and this and yeah there's different types of internships but going into my second year I guess some of the friends that I had um, were like applying for internships because a lot of my friends at the time were some of my computer science friends because we had classes together and computer science recruitment takes place during like the fall so second year of my fall is when I started more like heavily looking into internships and like went to career fair same deal so I just started applying online. So I think seeing the people around me apply for internships and like interview is what kind of pushed me a little bit further, just because that community of like my friends was being a little bit more driven career-wise. Whereas first year, we were all kind of just still like having fun. Like everyone still had like some priorities for work and classes, but it wasn't like very high up on the list, I would say. And as someone that has gone through, I'm sure several, if not maybe hundreds, probably not, I don't know, but hundreds of interviews, have been able to get these jobs and secure these internships, some maybe one or two tips that you would give to a person that's applying for something. Yeah, I would say for, um, for okay, so let's do two things, like the application process and like interviewing. So number one for the application process, I would say a big thing is using your connections. And if you don't have connections, like build your network, whether that be do like informational interviews or just reach out to alumni from your school and find out what they're doing at their companies. Um, what I've noticed over the past couple of years is that um, cold app, like cold applying online is very difficult to actually hear back and get interviews from. I would say I'm very lucky, at least for my first internship, um, I just it was a cold application and they had called me back even though like they didn't originally consider me which I found out later but um, 
yeah, so definitely network and um, that's going to definitely help your odds of getting interviews. And then secondly, for actually interviewing, definitely prepare. So um, I've had some interview experiences like over the past couple years where they did not go so well. And it, those are definitely learning experiences. I was like, oh my gosh, like I messed up this like opportunity with these like great companies. And I was like, okay, I need to make sure I don't do this in the future. So preparing well, whether that be like doing practice behavioral with like friends or just writing out your answers, researching the company, researching their products, researching what they're doing in the news, um, reading their financial reports. Like there's so much information out there that you can do um, to help prepare you for the interview. And if you demonstrate that knowledge during the interview, they'll be impressed. Be like, oh, you really do know about our company. But yeah. And I, I think I told both of you guys, but I was trying to connect with people within CBRE and more of like the analyst and financial consulting group and whatnot. One of the people that I connected with, she told me that she had, she had to talk to 30 different individual people in CBRE while she was still a student to actually get her foot in the door and then be able to talk with the hiring manager or whatever. And so it took a couple months, she said, and over like 30 people that she needed to talk to. And so um, it's, a, it's sometimes a struggle and it's a long endeavor, but I think making connections is a little bit easier um, in terms of like being able to secure your name on the, on the list kind of thing where um, if you get a recommendation, it's a lot more powerful than just, you know, applying online, right? Because your, your application is going to be at the top of the stack versus, you know, possibly the bottom, but. This goes, this goes to both of you guys, but do you think that there's a difference in um, networking during this time? Like, you know, how everything's online because of the coronavirus both like outside of an internship and within an internship trying to talk to your manager talk to your team do you think the aspect of recruiting and networking has changed yeah i would say like for i guess just like with like normal networking with people like outside of like your own company i feel like it's pretty much the same because at least from my own experience i never met with anyone in person everyone i had networked with was either not local or um, like we weren't just able to physically meet so we did like phone calls or like video calls but i would say um like for within your company i would say it's like a lot more different so i previously had this internship that i just completed and we had transitioned to remote work because of covid and it was really hard you can't just like pop into someone's office and be like and ask a question or you can't like schedule like a quick like hey let's go to like the break room and like grab some coffee or something like that so i think it's a little bit more difficult in that way but i think there's a lot of like technology tools to like help keep people like communicated and like connected so i think it's just a slight barrier but it's it's not like too terrible but what about you jeff I mean, I haven't had to like network within a company all that much because I'm kind of still new in the realm of internships and working. Um, but I would say that I've noticed it's a, kind of easier to get a hold of some of these people. I found that a lot of people are on LinkedIn or on their email and they're checking it and then they're able to respond pretty promptly and I'm able to, you know, get a call for an informational a call maybe like a few days or a week later. But I think that technology has definitely changed and evolved in a way where it's very easy to connect with people right like we're sitting in three different houses talking like we could have been next to each other so i definitely definitely agree with what you're saying but i think moving forward it's going to be pretty different because of what is happening right now dude did you guys know that they are going to be putting like heat sensors in some of like the front offices of some buildings so that people can like check if they're sick whether they like go into the office and everything 
Isn't that I like but... just went into the office today to drop off my equipment and like they just had like someone at like security at the front door like doing their <laughs> like, I was like oh okay like makes me a little bit nervous like even though like I know I don't have a fever and I I'm probably not sick I mean I could be asymptomatic but I was like oh my gosh I'm nervous like what if I like have a fever or like a high temperature but <laughs> yeah it's the, the climate is definitely going to change and like learning how to network online I think is a really important skill because like you were saying even in times where we're able to like meet and talk to each other, you're going to network a lot online, right? The people that you want to talk to probably aren't going to talk to you in person. You know, you don't, you're not going to give them, they're not going to give you the time of day. That was kind of rude. I shouldn't have said that, but it's easier. It's more convenient for them to, to respond over an email or a call or something. So, okay, wait, I, let's see what we're, what we're going through here right now. A little break, a little water break, a little water break. We'll pause a lot. <laughs> All right. And back to it. Okay. Worst interview story. Oh, God. Ashwin gave his, in, uh, I think it was episode zero. Um, God, it was awful. I think it's your turn and maybe can, later on. Can we get like, a little summary of it? A, a little yeah. summary. Oh, yeah. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. So uh, I, I, it was basically like, <laughs> it was basically like an investment banking internship interview. And um, so disclaimer, I know nothing, right? Like nothing about investment <laughs> banking. And I just saw it and it was one of the applications where you didn't need to submit a cover letter. So I was like, I right, like, why not? So I went for it. It was a 15 minute call and the guy was like a couple minutes late. So I was like, dude, I only need to last like 10 minutes. And he, um, he grilled me for a couple questions and I like, didn't know anything. Like I legit didn't know anything. I couldn't even BS it. So then he just, he just let me go. And he's like, all right, yeah, we can just end it a couple minutes early. My interview was like, like 10 minutes, less than 10 minutes. And yeah, towards the end, I started laughing and he started laughing and we, just, we were just kind of laughing together and I uh, never heard back from him. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, it happens sometimes, you know. I actually have like a uh, like similar-ish story. So um, my second year, I applied for this Microsoft Explore program. And basically what it is, it's um, half your internship is like program management, which is like equivalent to product management there. And half of it is software engineering. and um, I mean, I had taken like three, maybe four coding classes at that point. So I was like, okay, like they're only, they're looking for people with like only one year of experience, like second years they are targeting me basically. And I got, I luckily got an interview. Like I didn't even network with them, but they emailed me and I was like, cool. So this was like January of my second year. And um, I had prepped a little bit. I like messaged one of my TAs from my first coding class because we became like good friends. He's like, okay, you need to go on this thing called Leap Code. And at the time I was like, I don't know what Leap Code is, but like if anyone's a CS major, like they know, like this is where you practice all these like coding problems for different like CS interviews. And I was like, okay. So I did a couple of them, like, um, like prepping, like search on Glassdoor for like sample questions and I was like okay I'm going into it but little did I know how unprepared I was oh my gosh I like go into it and the first part is behavioral which was like okay it was like fine like I, I didn't wouldn't say it was bad or good um, but then the second part is like a whiteboard question so that's typical of like CS software engineering um, interviews and they give you a problem and basically you're supposed to write your code on the whiteboard and explain these steps that you're doing and I honestly can't remember exactly what my question was, but I was just like failing miserably. Like I was like trying to buy on the whiteboard and like thinking and trying to explain it out loud, but I'd never actually practiced doing a whiteboard question like on a physical whiteboard or talking to a person. So the dude like actually ends up like leaving the room at one point. Cause I think he just knew like I like wasn't gonna get it. So he 
he like walks out like to like give me time to think or whatever and I was like this is so sad and then he comes back like he's like okay and then like after a amount of time like I just try to explain what I have and like that's it right and I don't end up getting like another offer or I don't end up getting like the final round interview and I was like oh my gosh I was like the worst experience because I was like this is like one of my like first few like internship interviews and it was for Microsoft and I was like oh my god it was so bad but I think what was like the most frustrating part was the person who interviewed right before me I saw their problem on the whiteboard and I knew how to do their problem because I had practiced that one before mm -hmm. but the question that I got I didn't know how to do so I was like you know what it's fine like it happened <laughs> that's pretty tilting if you saw that you saw yeah. it and then they walk out and you're like oh I'm chilling and then you have yours and you're like well poop what am I supposed <laughs> to do so yeah, I would say that's like one of my like worst interview experiences. Yeah, I think um what what you talked about the um Microsoft ex is it Explore program. That's like a summer leadership program, right? So it's like that one is it is it an internship or is it uh like an SLP? It's like a internship actually. So it's like a full 12 week program. But um yeah, I don't think um, Does I, I don't do an SLP? Not that I know of. I don't think Microsoft has like an SLP. They might have like maybe other like type of diversity conferences, but I don't know of them having like SLPs. Of an actual SLP. Okay, interesting. And because I, I just wanted to touch base on an SLP, um, a summer leadership program, because I think that's a pretty valuable, that's pretty valuable information to know for um, like a business student, I guess. But uh, definitely like when you're looking for your second year summer, for things to do in your second year summer, a lot of summer leadership programs for like the big three, big four are happening. Um, and so that's a really, I think that they started changing it to, if you got that, um, the SLP, then you're directly going to get the full-time offer. Was that, is that a thing now or? Yeah. So, so what they're doing, it depends on the firm and depends on, uh, what sector you're going into. But, um, I think, I think it's Deloitte, but I know some of them, what they do is you apply for the internship. So the end of third year internship during your second year and if you get the internship then they'll also put you into the slp okay so, you apply so it's like more than a year in advance oh so then you get the slp and then the internship and then if you finish those you get the full time yeah oh, interesting and that's but yeah so you're applying for like the internship oh. so it's like internship and then slp yeah so if you get the internship then they'll, they'll you'll automatically have like a three or four day slp the summer beforehand. Oh, interesting. Wow, wow. They kind of recruited me or like they like kind of chose me because of my background, which is both like finance and technology or not even finance at that point. It was just business and technology because they knew I knew some coding. So they're like, oh, perfect. Like you can apply like that technical background, even though it's not like super extensive to help us develop like automation solutions. So with finance and specifically within like accounts payable, which is like accounting, um, they had some like very repetitive tasks that they had to do and it was very manual. Like they had to do it every single month. So they're like, okay, how can we improve this? So they contracted this like robotic desktop automation tool. So basically what that does is you kind of create like a script and it will run like different tasks on your computer for you. So they told me to create a whole program to do something like that. So I was like, I've never done this before. I was I literally have never automated anything in my life. So they were like, okay, here's the program. Here's like the manual, like watch some YouTube videos. And that was like my first few days of my internship. So I'm like sitting at my cubicle, which was a nice cubicle. It was pretty large. And I'm like, 
cool. I'm like, I don't know anything, but I like watch the YouTube videos they sent me. And then, um, I just kind of practice like the little tools and like, just would talk with kind of my mentor there and he would show me some like other like solutions. And I was like, that's how I gradually built up that skill. But initially I literally knew nothing. <laughs> so they like, they had someone that knew how to use this program. Like your, like you said, your mentor, but they, oh, so they were just kind of like throwing you a bone and giving you a project so that you can kind of like work on. Yeah, sort of. So I think it was because my mentor, so his background, he came from like Stanford. Like, I don't know what he studied. I don't even remember, but he had so many other projects on his plate that this was kind of like more like low level in a sense where um, they like thought I could do it. So I was like, okay, like sure. Um, so he was kind of there to guide me and like would answer my questions, but it was my main like project to work on. And what are some of the like difficulties that you face? Like, because that seems like a very daunting task, like just being yeah. thrown a manual, a program, and then, you know, go figure out how to automate this bad boy. Like what were some yeah. of the, the road traps or the roadblocks and how did you do it? Like, that seems very hard. Yeah. So, um, like, so the person who actually is in charge of like this, like finance accounting task. So he was like the business side of it. Right. He gave me like a rundown of how he manually did it. And he was actually very helpful. He created this like PowerPoint with like videos of like recordings of him doing it manually. So I was like, okay, so I was watching him doing it manually. And then basically I had to write kind of different like statements within the program to do it on the computer. So kind of just watching what he did through those videos and recordings. And I could also ask him questions as well. I was able to go kind of like step by step and break it down into how I can automate each area. But um, beyond that, like honestly, the tool that they like had chosen was so terrible. Like it was this like free automation tool that like they had like found online and like it wasn't even like supported anymore like there had been no updates for like the past three years i'm like looking at like random forums online um to like try to automate it so i was like honestly like this is like i literally told them as like as a recommendation i was like yeah i think going forward you guys should invest in a different like automation tool and which they were already planning to do but at the time like they just didn't have like the money to do it so i was like yeah it was really not that great <laughs> but Evan, i'm so sorry did did you use like a specific so you, cause you keep, you mentioned a program. So is it like a specific language to the program or did you use like Python or C plus plus or something in that program? Yeah. So it's kind of specific to the program. It's so basically with this like automation tool, it's like similar to like, I would say like kind of similar to Python. If, if like anyone's worked with them before, it's like pretty basic statements. You do like if statements and like you can put loops in them, but, um, Beyond that, I also incorporated like Visual Basic, which is like similar to VBA and um, within Excel. Since I'm working with like spreadsheets because it's finance, Excel and Microsoft have like their own like script tools, which is VBA. And I would write macros, which are like automatic tools within the sheets themselves. So I combined the Excel like VBA macros with the, um, so the automation tool was called pullovers macro creator. And so using that with like the loops and the if statements and like the different commands, I put that all together. Sounds complex. Nice. Yeah, very, very complex. complex. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, did you like have a team or what did like that structure look like? Or did you have like an intern class in that internship? So yeah, that internship um, at Southern California Edison was like super awesome. I think there were maybe like 
50, 100 interns. I don't know. It was like a pretty large class, but we are spread throughout SoCal because they had so many different offices. But um, even within my office within Rosemead, there were like five, six different buildings, but um, they had different intern events. They would have like, they actually had like a professional workshop where like they did like mock interviews. They would look at your resume. They took professional headshots. And they also had like lunch and learn type of things where you could like um, meet like executives or you could also go on tours to like different sites. So like some people saw like helicopters and like I don't know like electric things but <laughs> honestly like I didn't really go on any of those tours because I wasn't really interested in them but like I would like eat lunch with like other interns like either like outside in like a little like courtyard or just like inside but some of those friends are like some of my like closest friends now we like text like every week and I'm like living with one of them up in the Bay Area so um, I would say like the intern class aspect was very cool. She said electric things. She said, do people look at electric things? I can't. <laughs> yeah, you can tell I wasn't really into that. <laughs> <laughs> it's an electric things, got it. And uh, like moving forward after this internship, what are some of the things that you, I mean, you can say it now because it's in hindsight, but what are some of the transferable skills that you learned from that internship moving on, moving forward to your uh, other internship as, as a portfolio management intern? Yeah, I would say um, definitely like being able to talk with like different stakeholders. So basically it's like the people who are involved in the project and they have like different priorities. So being able to understand those different priorities and also like kind of like going back to like any like group project, you want to have like project management skills. So whether that be like staying on time or providing updates or um making like updates to your plan like oh we need to like pivot here so i think just being able to be very flexible because this was something that was brand new to me like the first idea you might have might not work out so i think stuff like that and then also communication so because i was the only like intern on my finance team specifically um i had to communicate like very actively with like my manager as well as my other coworkers to see if there were like any tasks that i could help with so um just like being very open and making sure that you're like making yourself available like when you have that opportunity right so a lot of like, right. soft skills yeah definitely all soft skills like honestly like the hard skill of like automation that i learned i haven't used it in any of my past internship or in my like other internships but i think it's like the soft skills that i learned from that project that apply so this internship was during the school year right uh this one was during the summer after my second year Oh, okay, okay. Did you ever have to do an internship like during the school year? Yeah, so during the school year, I interned at um, Sabra Healthcare Reads. So basically, what they do is they um, invest in healthcare real estate. So things like, um, like, advanced like nursing homes, like, um, like senior homes, like stuff like that. Um, so what they do is they would invest in those different properties, and then they would send like, the finance and like the information back. So as a portfolio management intern, um, I would look over each of the tenants. Like we had tenants like all over the country, like they had different types of properties. And I had to validate that the work that they were, like the finances that they were sending were accurate because they had to submit it not only in like the physical like Excel sheets, but also into like a certain system. So if there were discrepancies, I would have to identify them and like follow up with like the investment associates who were like leads on those properties or um, follow up with like the system itself in case it was like uploaded incorrectly. So stuff like that. But then um, eventually like my role, it was very manual. Like you have to look at like almost like individual lines on the Excel sheet to match it up to the system, which is like very tedious. So we ended up like 
uh, outsourcing that to like a third party vendor. And then I would just review their work. So it was kind of like I was reviewing them. So I kind of got bumped up a little bit, but yeah, it was a lot of those like reconciliations and analyzing like the different financial statements. So it, it seems like it's this, um, your internship at Sabra um, was more heavily focused on finance. It seems like a pretty big um, pivot from not a huge pivot, but it seems like a pretty decent pivot from um, your your internship at Southern California Edison. Yeah, I would say, um, I don't think it was like super intentional. Um, near like the end of my summer internship, I was just like going on like our school's like job site, which is Handshake, and just like applying for like a bunch of internships um, for the school year because I did want to continue like a more professional path in a sense and not like return to Kumon um, because like I wanted to get like various experiences. So I was just applying to a bunch of internships and I think they were just one of the few that like responded to me very quickly. They're like, can you come in tomorrow for an interview? I was like still in my summer internship. I was like, hmm. Like, let me get back to you on the time. So I, like, talked to my manager and asked if I could, like, go home early. I didn't tell him why. Like, I think I just asked if I could work, like, more hours, like, earlier in the week or, like, later in the week. Um, so I ended up interviewing for them. It's a very small company. They only have maybe, like, 20, 30 employees. So I think they were just, like, pretty open to having an intern. They didn't have any at the time, but they had had previous interns. So I think it just worked out very conveniently that I got this internship offer and got exposed to more of a finance-heavy side. So... I would say like the biggest takeaway from that internship was like learning how to analyze like financial statements. So like profits and loss statements and like looking at like loans and amortization and stuff like that. Yeah. So your internship at Sabre was during the school year. And I know a lot of people, they were, they're considering doing an internship during the school year, but they're not sure what that workload was like. So like for you, how did you manage it and was it tough? Yeah, I would say um, I definitely tried to balance my classes during that quarter. So um, I don't remember how many units I was taking, but I made sure that I wasn't taking super like heavy courses. Like I wasn't taking like my hardest like computer science classes because I knew like I wouldn't be able to balance all of that. But um, not only that, it's really about like having like time management, which sounds like very cliche and like seems like kind of like obvious, but I'm like a huge Google calendar person. Like I will put in like everything like I will send like invites to my friends be like okay we're gonna eat from like 1 to 2 30 and then we're gonna go study at a coffee shop like 2 30 to 4 30 like something like that so I think just setting aside the time to um, get your schoolwork done um, like outside of work hours or like maybe like in between working classes um, I knew personally for myself like I would be like busy with school work like organizations like because I wanted to be involved and that's when I first joined like Alpha Kappa Psi so um yeah, I just made it a priority to get my schoolwork done, like, when it was, like, absolutely, like, necessary, and just setting, like, schedules for myself. Yeah, fair note for everyone that is listening. Miss Tiffany Yu is the most organized, detail-orientated person you will ever meet. She has her Google Calendar down to, like, probably five minutes. I think that's, if, even that's, is that even an option for Google Calendar? I don't even yeah. know. Um, but anyway, I think a lot of people can learn from you and your behavior in your organization other than like google calendar what are some of the other um like tools that you employ to kind of keep yourself on task all the time because i would personally love to learn this because i am off task a lot of the time <laughs> yeah i think like for staying on task when i'm like already doing something or trying to work on something i don't know if you've heard of like the pomodoro method 
but it's basically like either do like 25 minutes on like five minutes break or like 40 minutes on like 20 minutes break like something like that like I found that like that sometimes works for me but honestly like it's really easy to get for me to get distracted also but there's also this app called um flora and basically it's like I don't know if you guys would like it okay okay let me not assume but basically you're like growing plants and <laughs> you're supposed to not touch your phone and then it'll like grow like a plant and you have the option to like grow a plant with a friend and if either of you touch your phone during that time the plant dies so I started doing that with my friend so like we were both like pressured you know you can't let the plant die like you can't be the person to use your phone so um stuff like that um and I think just the really important thing is finding where you study and you work best. Like I know personally for myself, I literally cannot get stu stuff done at home. Like I will just go on my bed and nap or like, I'll like watch TV or something like that. So I love getting work done at a coffee shop, but I know some people like get their best work done, like when they're at a library. So I think it's finding what works best for you. And like, if you can't study with other people, don't study with other people. Like I know for myself, like if I'm studying with more than three people, no studying is getting done. Like it's just us talking. Yeah, pretty much. And um, also let it be known that Tiffany is very cranky when she doesn't have her nappy poo. So yeah, if you encounter a wild tip without her nap, just be warned. <laughs> nap for coffee. It's one or the other. <laughs> nap for coffee. Yes, yes, yes. From seeing all your experiences from uh, Southern California Edison and Sabra Healthcare, and then kind of transforming into this hooligan. I actually love the phrase hooligan um, in terms of Hulu, but yeah. your position was a finance IT intern. And so it seems like all of the avenues that you took um, from finance and then your IT background really came um, into fruition right here. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you did at Hulu? Yeah, definitely. So um, I think my Hulu internship, yeah, like you said, it really combined like my two backgrounds and my two experiences. So I think already the role itself is very like specific, like not that many people like will have that background. So I remember even talking with my Hulu recruiter saying that like, like, yeah, like obviously like they're not getting as many applications compared to like marketing, right? Because it's a little bit more broad. So I think it was really in my favor that I not only had a both like business slash like CS tech degree, but also my experiences added up to that. Um, but so mainly what I was doing there is, my largest project was managing like a upgrade to their like workday financial system, which is the system that they use to like take care of like their like different statements and like doing like different reports and stuff like that. So I was in charge of doing the upgrade of that. So I would have to talk to the different business groups and be like, what do you need? Like, are there any errors with these upgrades? Do some testing with them. But because I knew finance stuff and because I could work with the system, I was able to connect both sides of that. So it's being able to communicate once again with like people with like different stake, um, people with like different priorities. So that was kind of like my main thing at Hulu. Besides that, I also just like, manage like different like IT tickets. So it sounds kind of boring in a sense. It sounds like very just like typical IT, but it was IT specific from the finance department. So I would help them do things like, oh, like we want to improve this report. So I would get gain exposure to the different finance reports, but also work with external consultants in order to implement the actual changes. So technically I didn't do the changes like within the system myself. I was kind of more like the communicator of the different requirements that we needed. Right. And I think that even though you're not the actual one that's doing it, you get to learn a lot, right? Like you're, you're communicating and you're the middleman. So a lot of terminology goes through you and you have to have the information. Like it, it seems something like of a consultant, you know, like where you're, you're not doing the actual analyzing of the data, but you're kind of, you know, creating the story, making the, the, the deck and being able to present it and talk about it, which is, um, I think a really good transition into like whether if you want to do consulting later on, but cause I think you mentioned that you wanted to do 
tech consultant. Yes. All right, cool. Yes. Full circle, full circle. Something that really interests me about Hulu is kind of their company culture. I think that is very appealing uh, to a lot of people that who want to work at, you know, these, these tech companies that are new and that are, that are growing. They have free kombucha, free beer, things like that. <laughs> how, how, how is it like, um, you know, working in the Hulu environment and being a hooligan? Yeah, I would definitely say like the Hulu cult work culture environment was like amazing. Like it was like one of like the best like company cultures like I've been exposed to. And it was definitely like a stark contrast like compared to my first internship, which was very like traditional and corporate. Like it wasn't a bad company culture, but it was very different, at least for a young person. And then moving into my second internship at Sabra, which was like very small company, only like 20, 30 people, but also a really great culture. Like the CEO will just like talk with anyone, right? Like I would talk with the CFO regularly because it's so small. With Hulu, even though it was a bit larger, um, like, yeah, like the perks were like awesome. Like, like Jeff said, like free, like drinks, free food, free snacks, like we had like gelato Wednesdays. Like they put me in a really nice apartment, like in Santa Monica, like for the interns. Like I would say the average age or median age is like younger there too. Like maybe like people in like their like thirties, I would say. Um, but there was like a lot of like fun stuff going on. Like whether that be like bringing in like actors and actresses, like to have like Q and A's or um, even having like Q and A's with like the Hulu CEO, which is like, I think a huge thing is like, one thing that I personally value is like transparency within companies and like having access to upper management. So that was like a super awesome aspect of it. But um, I think like an important thing was that with Hulu, they were going through kind of like a transition period at that time. Um, while I was interviewing for Hulu, I think they had just recently been um, acquired by Disney. So I think Disney purchased like their, Disney had originally owned like one third of it, but now they own like 90% of it and they're going to fully purchase it like within like the next couple of years so they're basically part of disney now so um seeing how like the they were incorporating like disney culture versus like hula culture hooligans are very proud about like having their like super awesome communities and like culture um and they really wanted to maintain that so um i think like kind of seeing like that merger happen was really interesting because disney is a larger company so it's harder to have like I guess like the same culture throughout, whereas Hulu is smaller. So like everyone had that like same, like excited energy about it. So like Jeff brought up, um, the work culture at Hulu is like pretty renowned compared to that. What was your work culture like this summer where you had to put up with, you know, the coronavirus and, um, you know, working remotely, working from home. What was the difference like? Yeah, I would say, um, so I have been, I had been working at my internship since December. So I got like a little bit of exposure. Like they had like the company holiday party, which was like super cool. It was like this huge event that was like outdoors and like, <laughs> wow, we don't do that anymore. But, um, it was definitely different because you can't like physically be in the office. You can't physically like eat lunch together and stuff like that. I think also my current or like my most recent internship, like during the COVID time, um, the company itself is different because it was like a medical devices company. So not as like shiny and like interesting as like a tech entertainment company, but overall, like I think COVID definitely like hampered like the opportunity to have like events or just like even casually just like talking with your coworker like at the cubicles next to each other. And I think just like another thing to note, like Hulu doesn't have like cubicles. Like they have like an open floor plan. So it makes it like easier to talk to people as well. Wait, so hold on there. What do you mean an open what? A what? Yeah. Like so how is it how is everyone sitting down, you know? <laughs> so a round table or what? <laughs> 
he's like, you kind of have like, sort of like desk divider type of things. Like you have like small walls, but they're like short. So like you can see everyone and you have like standing desks too. So that was a really nice aspect. So I could like stand up and like see everyone and like talk to people. Um, and like a lot of other people would stand during like their work as well. But it's not like your own like super tall cubicle where you're boxed in, but it's kind of just like like three desks and like, you know, like kind of like rows in a sense. Yeah, it's like hard to describe. And do you think that that adds a lot of value to like the communication in the community itself. Cause it seems like it would, I don't know, not being able to see my coworkers sometimes is a little bit weird, but I feel like if I were to able to see them and then like, you know, if I'm standing up, I'd have a little more energy. I'd be able to talk to them. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah, is that, that's the question, I guess. But I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious. Yeah. I would definitely say having like an open floor plan is like definitely like conducive to like greater communication because it's easy to just like walk and see if like someone's like super busy or if they're like not at their desk like you're not going to waste time like walking like say to like an empty cubicle and find that they're not there so I think it's really awesome to like be so close to your team and like another thing that Hulu did is like I actually had to move desks like half or like two-thirds through my internship because we moved to a different building to have more space because finance was expanding so they wanted to keep all the finance people together not just like my own finance team but since you work so closely with all the other finance teams like being able to talk to them and be close by to them and i guess you know moving on to the grand finale even though we don't you might not be able to talk about as much but um facebook i think is <laughs> wow am i right facebook let's go tiff <laughs> Anywho, um, the big moneymaker over here, what was the process for you like applying to, to Facebook? Yeah, so for, so Facebook was for my full-time recruitment. And what I did is like starting in like the end of the summer, like beginning of fall, like I would check. Okay, so basically, yeah, like Jeff said, like I like having like spreadsheets and I like being organized. So I would keep like a list of companies like on like one of my tabs and I would actually check their career site. Like almost every day or like check it like every so frequently to see if there are any new job postings because like a lot of them don't have like an option to like email you when like postings are like listed so I wanted to be very on top of it because one thing I had noticed during my past internship recruitment is that like listings can go up and down very quickly because they receive so many applications so I didn't want to miss out on anything so um basically I eventually found like the Facebook listing and it was like very fitting for like what I was interested in. It was finance and business operations. Um, and I was like, okay, perfect. And I actually have a friend. So he was my TA from my first year of college fall quarter in my first CS class. Right. So it was like far back, but I maintain like friendships with him and um, he currently works at Facebook. So um, we're like really cool. Like we're really tight. And he, hooked it up with like a referral. So I gave him my resume and I sent him the job listing and he basically submitted like the application referral for me. And that's how I first got in communication with them. So that kind of goes back to what I was saying before, like really like use your network and build your connections. Like, um, I think having that referral for sure helped me get to, you know, like seeing, making sure that my application is seen. Yeah. That's a perfect, perfect example of, of the networking and how you can kind of get ahead of the the race by you know connecting and like having another person potentially turn it in for you or have you know your name like recommended to them but yeah how many, so how many during your like full-time recruitment how many companies do you think you applied to as a whole um honestly let me check okay <laughs> bring out the spreadsheet Let's I, let me check my spreadsheet um okay i actually honestly didn't apply to that many i think i was kind of in like a funk at one point because i wasn't like a hundred percent sure what i wanted to do i think 
I applied to the Facebook role because like it was like fitting for my background and like finance and business operations and business operations is like similar to strategy if like people don't know so those were things like I wanted to like explore further so I applied to that but with my other companies that I applied to I was really kind of stuck of what I wanted to do full-time um, I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue specifically with like finance and tech or if I wanted to go into consulting but that kind of hindered me from the applications that I was sending out so overall I only <laughs> this sounds bad but I only applied to 30 places but I think I just got lucky with like not lucky I think my networks, networking and connections with the certain companies that I was highly interested in kind of worked out. So like the other ones were kind of just like filler roles. Like I wasn't trying as hard for those. Okay. So after the, the application process, um, how did they follow up with you? Like, yeah. So, um, I think within one, one or two weeks, maybe I can't remember the exact dates. Um, a recruiter emailed me saying like, hi, like I received your application, like blah, 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 blah. Like I'm going to, pass it on to the hiring manager. And from there, they're going to choose like who to like start interviewing. I was like, cool. Like I, I at least like a recruiter saw my, my like application. I was like, awesome. Like I think the referrals definitely will help with that. And then after that, um, they said like, okay, um, we'd like you to uh, do this like Excel challenge. So at that point, the hiring managers, like I think chose like who to send the Excel challenge to. And that had to do with like financial modeling and whatnot. So, um, I guess like quick segue into that, like I didn't know anything about financial modeling. Like I hadn't learned it in my classes. I hadn't done any modeling in my internship experiences. So I had to go on like, um, like LinkedIn learning and like YouTube and like do like a little brief like rundown of it. But even then, like, I don't think I was like a hundred percent prepared for it, but I did the challenge. I couldn't even finish all the questions and I submitted it. And I was like, well, I guess that's another company I am not, not going, I'm not going to get like, at least I learned something like I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna really try to learn financial modeling now but um, I think one thing I did well on that is because I love my spreadsheets I organized it very well so it's very easy to follow um, and I think looking back on it now they're not looking for like perfect answers I think they just want to see like where you're at and like how you got to those answers so um, I luckily got moved past to the next round and I had a um, a phone screening and it was with someone who's currently in the same program the finance and biz ops program and she was super awesome so i did that and then um after that i think the last round was a final round so that was on site and then they flew out all the um See, I want to say contestants, but it's not contestants. What it's a game show. The Facebook game show. Applicants. They flew out all the applicants, and it was one day, like multiple rounds. Um, super cool. They, like, toured us around the Facebook campus. And then I was like, okay, like, you know, I did it. Like, I think I did, like, my best, but I don't know if it's going to be good enough. Like, whatever, right? And then I hear back the next day. They're like, oh, actually, we'd like to have a follow-up interview. I was like, you're kidding me. Like I had like, I thought like in my head, like that, that was my last interview. Like I was like, okay, I did it. There's nothing else oh, yeah. I can do now. But I had one last interview and that was a video interview because I was already back home. And that was like the full process. So it was a total of one Excel challenge, one phone screening, one onsite and one like video interview. But within the onsite and the video interview, there were multiple people I talked to. With the day that you went there and like on, on campus, did you have interviews as well you did or did you were you just networking and talking with people yeah so on site was interviews and like networking and talking to people so they're very like 
they make it very like candidate friendly in a sense so like you get greeted by like the recruiter like once you arrive and then um we were just kind of like chilling in like a room but it was like, kind of like tense because I could like see the other people I was like interviewing against right but they would like take us to lunch and people who are currently currently in the program would like talk with us like answer our questions like very candidly and then we had like our interviews so that was like a set two-hour time like four interviews 30 minutes back to back and that was like the most like stressful part but once that was over like we could just like tour around and chill nice so is there something that drew you to um facebook in particular in terms of like company values or like the work-life balance that you've seen yeah, actually, so because so like talking about my TA again, he had started working at Facebook my second year. And me and my friends who were like also super cool with him, like we went to go visit him and we like stayed at his place and he like showed us around like the Facebook campus. I know it sounds kind of weird, but he's like, he had just graduated grad school and like we're all like similar ages. So we like, we're basically friends, right? But yeah, so we went to the Facebook campus and he like showed us around. And I think that's what really like inspired me. I was like, oh my God, like tech companies are awesome. Like I like had already known like tech companies are probably cool, but seeing like all like the super cool perks, like the food, the fitness center, like, like the benefits, like firsthand was like super great. So Facebook was like always kind of like at like the top of my list of dream companies. So I think visiting the campus really made it a priority, but also like some of their values. And because I use Facebook, like so frequently. I think because it's like, I use it for Messenger, I use it for Facebook, just like scrolling through my feed or using it for groups for like different like organizations. I think because it's so present within my own life, I was like, okay, like I want to have an impact on that too. Obviously, we can't really talk about too much of your experience at Facebook because that is yet to come. But what are some of the things that you are excited about? Yeah, I would say like, the work itself that I'm doing. So my program is a finance and business operations rotational program, which is like very lengthy, but the first year you work in finance, like traditional like financial analysis, which isn't like something I've like actually really done like in the specific like finance industry. So I'm really excited to gain like exposure into that. And then the second year rotation is business operations. So it's kind of like looking into like, so what are some of like the revenue streams of Facebook and like thinking of like strategy and like, how to like expand like the product development and like advertisements and stuff like that. So that's also very brand new to me. So I think getting the experiences for those, but beyond the work, I think like the benefits are also very cool. Like the Facebook campus, if anyone ever has a chance to visit is like, they have amazing food. Like it looks like a beautiful college campus, like better than the UCI campus. Um, and like, plus I get to like move to like the Bay area, which is like something I wanted to do like originally, like for like, at some point in my life. So this is really great transition period after college. Yeah, yeah, she has, the whole life is planned out. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Big money soon, she'll uh, take us out What? Speaking of plans, um, do you know what you want to do in the next five to 10 years? Is this this something that you feel like you want to continue doing and then uh, maybe grad school? Yeah, actually, honestly, like, I wouldn't say, like, career-wise, I don't really know what my plans are yet, just because I feel like my first two years will definitely be a ton of learning and, like, kind of, like, honing down of what I like or what I might want to explore further, but I think potentially, yeah, I would want to pursue an MBA. Um, I was actually going to start studying for my GMAT, like, during quarantine. I was, like, you know, the beginning of quarantine, everyone was, like, oh, my God, I have all this time. Like, I'm going to be so productive, and I, like, thought about it, and I was, like, yeah, I just don't have the motivation for it right now. But I think maybe potentially in the next like five to 10 years, for sure, want to get an MBA if I am so lucky to get into one. 
You will. Don't worry. Don't worry. Actually, really quickly, do, do you mind explaining a rotational program? Because I don't know if well, uh, most people will know, but obviously, like I think you mentioned, like the two-year one. So I'm guessing that yours is like a year. Because I know some of them are six months as well. But do you want to talk a little bit about like a, a rotational program and what that entails? Yeah. So I think a really great opportunity for like new grads is that. Um, a lot of companies have these like programs dedicated towards them. So they know that like new grads aren't like a hundred percent sure, like what they want to do yet. Like, and they also know that you don't necessarily have all the skills yet either. So rotational programs kind of expose you to either like different teams or kind of like different fields in order to gain those like skills and experiences. So um, like Jeff said, like certain companies may have like, um, one year and then have like two rotations six months each or each rotation is one year long um, it kind of just varies based on the company but like some examples LinkedIn has a business leadership program which is kind of like sales oriented um, Google has an associate product marketing manager program which is a two-year program I believe as well but it's kind of just oriented for new grads to gain like full-time exposure and like get accustomed to the company as well do you have like any general advice for someone who wants to pursue business in the future or as a full-time career? Yeah, I think like my number one tip would just be to talk to people. Like I think informational interviews are like very underrated in the sense that like there's so many people out there that you can talk to who are very willing to speak about their experiences and give advice. And if you say you like don't know what you want to do, if you at least learn more about what their specific roles are, like in detail through their own experiences, you might be able to hone down on like what your own interests are. So, um, and like, like I said, like just talking to people and learning more about them, they're also more willing to help you as well because you're showing interest in them. So they're like, oh, like how can I like also return it, right? So I think talking to different people, doing informational interviews and like leveraging LinkedIn. So like LinkedIn is kind of just like, Basically, it's like a phone book. It's like a directory of like super awesome professionals who work at companies that you might be interested in. So that would be like my number one piece of advice. And then my number two piece of advice would be to like really talk to your friends about it too. Like I think one of the main reasons why I was like, kind of like driven to do internships is because like I saw people around me doing it and seeing people around me recruiting and getting offers like I didn't see it in like a competitive way I saw it as like oh like I also want to better myself so having that awesome community community I know like at certain schools it can be very competitive it can be like a very cutthroat environment but I think to remove that and be very vulnerable with like your friends or like the closest people around you because those are the people that can also help you like one of my like memories is that like when I was interviewing for Facebook like the day before I think the day I was flying out like I FaceTimed with one of my like close friends who was also an AKSI and she helped me like behavioral interview prep but I felt so awkward I was like literally laughing because I like couldn't like I just couldn't focus but I think it was really helpful because it kind of put me in the mindset like oh I'm going to my interview tomorrow like let me just practice saying my answers out loud it's like one thing to prep by yourself but saying things out loud you might find like oh like that wasn't as smooth as I like I'd hoped to explain the idea so being vulnerable with your friends and just like leveraging like like LinkedIn to like find people to talk to. Awesome. awesome. Um, and we talked a lot about like networking and um, meeting people and connecting with people. What is one tip or one advice you would give to reach out to someone? Cause I think that's a huge part of business. Yeah, I think reaching out can be for sure very intimidating. Like I honestly didn't really start doing reaching out to like strangers until my third year. And I think it would be like, don't be afraid and 
also like you will get ghosted sometimes. <laughs> like some people are just like too busy. Like they're busy with work, they're busy with their personal lives, or maybe they just don't connect with you. But it's not the end of the world. There's so many other people that you can talk to. But remember that these are real people. Like they're just not like like robots who work at like this company that are like you want to get into. So treat them like real people. Like get to know them and be very genuine. I think networking has like a bad rep of being like very fake being very like forced but if you're like coming with genuine questions like not wasting their time and being prepared like there's so much to gain from those experiences yeah yeah people love people love that honestly like giving advice and talking to people and helping out people so 100 percent. yeah in general like life advice everyone loves talking about themselves <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, I mean, yeah. So true never forget the name right because that is the most that is the biggest thing people love to hear is their own name oh yeah actually that's true like like quick story like in-person networking like you might meet someone and like forget their name and if they're not wearing name tag oh my god that's like the worst but at least if you're like virtually networking and you're like obviously preparing that ahead of time it's not like cold calling like you know who you're calling even if you're cold calling so Yeah. yeah for sure remember their name like follow up with people and thank them like be like a genuine appreciative person yeah yeah and that is great life advice for not only business or not great advice for not only business but life okay be a good person be a genuine person but yeah (laughs) well is there anything one last thing you might want to leave the audience with before we uh we part our ways tiff yeah just feel free to like reach out to me if you have any questions like honestly like i think one of the biggest things that helped me is talking to other people because I didn't really have like a certain direction at certain times. Even if it's just like talking out your thoughts and you don't even want the feedback, like sometimes just talking out loud really helps you focus in on what you're trying to do. So yeah, just reach out to people. I think that's it. Like really lean on your community, especially during COVID, you know? Yes. Yes. Did you hear that? Even Tiffany, you gets lost guys. Everybody (laughs) gets lost. It happens. And we're just trying to hear to find our way. So thank you so much for taking time out. Um, we really do appreciate it. And I hope that a lot of people are, can listen to this and, and learn from your experiences because I think that you're going to be, you have been very successful and you will be very successful. And I can't wait for you to be like that and to take me out for free food and stuff. That's, that's the biggest part that I'm getting from rich friends. So <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding.